Shalom, shalom, and welcome. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer Faith, living life in the spirit. Hallelujah. Here we are. We're filming at an unusual time. Uh, it's Wednesday today uh, in the morning, or no, it's the afternoon. It's one o'clock in the afternoon here in Israel. And I want to do a broadcast today just to share with you concerning Passover and just to give a word of encouragement today. As uh, in one hour's time, I will be leaving for an operation Hallelujah. What is it with all these operations? I think I'm getting an overhaul here in Israel. I'm going out to deal with uh, my nose. I've got a broken nose. They're going to take the bone out the back. Uh, They're going to fix everything up and reconstruct everything so that hopefully I can breathe better. Hallelujah. Today there's a humsing as well here in Israel. So the air quality outside is not that great. But uh, hallelujah. We're going to do uh, a message and share so that if I can't uh, broadcast over the Passover time over the next week, then uh, I can get off uh, my heart what I really wanted to share this Pesach time. And, uh, you know, look, it's interesting. As we look at what's going on in the land, I'm also looking at what is the best way on how we outreach, how we minister to the Jewish people, how we share the truth and the understanding of Passover. And there's something so powerful about looking at the temple and talking about the temple at Passover time because where is the hope at Passover for the Jewish people in the land of Israel and scattered in the nations of the world? You know, they they have a Seder plate and they have different things on that Seder plate. And of course, as you know, I'm done with religion. I don't do a Seder plate. We don't go through um, uh, the, the the normal Seder rituals in our household because we want to follow who Yeshua is. But there's some powerful things I want to bring out at this time. And, you know, we're just going to lift this before the Father and we're just going to uh, pray just for a mighty move of the Spirit as we minister, um, you know, before uh, I, I leave to go to the hospital. So we're going to have a good time here in the Scripture. Just want to give a shout out to those who are tuning in. We've got Esther in the evening in Australia. Good to see you, Esther. Thanks for joining with us. We've got B in Texas. Welcome. Nice and early in the morning, probably half past five in the morning. Um, We've got uh, Yanamanda Dales. (laughs) Yan. Yanamandel. Okay, Yanamandel. Okay, excellent. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Thanks for joining. We've got Jim and Connie. We've got Vicky as well. We've got Lynn. Uh, who else have we got? We've got Rene. Hello, hello in the Netherlands. Good to see you. We've got Yogi Morning from Mississippi. Thanks for joining with us. All right. Hallelujah. So, Father... We just want to commit this time to you. We ask, Father, for you to pour out your Ruach HaKodesh by the power of your Spirit. May we uh, receive a word in season. May you bring transformation to our hearts as we delve into the Scripture, as we stand upon your promises. We just ask, Father, for you to move, and we give you permission at this time in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. We've also got Lynn joining with us in Maryland. Thanks for joining with us. We've got Joshua in South Africa. Thanks for joining with us. Melinda's joining with us in Florida. Hallelujah. See, this this must be a good time of day to come on live. But uh, thanks. I appreciate everyone that is tuning in right now as we spend a few moments in the Scripture. And what I want to share with you today is just a message for you to consider this Passover. And also a message to stand in the gap and let's pray for Israel. Let's pray for the, the Jewish people as well. 
that as many people gather around uh, this weekend to do Pesach, that they will see a hope through this message. And if you're tuning in and you don't know Yeshua as the Messiah, I want to encourage you, stay with us right now. This is a religion-free zone. We're not here uh, to uh, follow religious practices. We're not here to promote Easter uh, that many Christians will do. We're not here to pro, uh, support the way that Judaism handles uh, Passover. But what we do want to do is is wake us up to what the scripture says. Why do we do what we do? We do what we do because of what the Torah says, the instructions we find within the Tanakh. And I want to encourage you just to press in and recognize that this is an incredible time. We know that Yeshua has fulfilled so many scriptures. And if we just go back to that uh, verse, um, I'm trying to think where it is in the book of Matthew. Let's just turn there um, at the beginning of Matthew. Uh, Let's see if I can find it just by turning there. I should be able to. Uh, He's the voice of one calling in the desert. Where is it? Uh, don't you hate that when your brain just goes, but that's okay. We can just hang out a second till we get this together. Um, it's where John the Baptist comes. Okay. All right. What does he say? Uh, but there's one coming who will baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. Okay. Then when Yeshua came from Galilee, uh, Uh, Right, okay, hold on one second. I'm going to get this scripture. Let me just put it in here. Um, uh, I've actually... uh, Give me a second. We'll get there in a second. We will get there in a second. (laughs) Yeah, John chapter 1, verse 29. The next day... He saw, this is John the Baptist, he saw Yeshua coming and what did he say? Behold the Lamb of Elohim who takes away the sin of the world. I knew that verse was there. I'm sitting there looking at it on the right page. But uh, sometimes your brain just does one on you. But uh, anyway, what I want us to focus on is recognizing that Yeshua, he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We're dealing with redemption at this time. He is our Redeemer. Hallelujah. He has paid the price for us. So when we look at Passover, Passover was brought in in Exodus chapter 12, and that's when we see the importance at at the last of the the feasts, or or the last of the plagues, and this tenth plague is not just going to be over the Egyptians, but it's over every home, uh, you know, that is disobedient, that the firstborn will die as the angel of death goes over. So Israel, the children of Israel, they had to be obedient. And they had to respond. And I believe it wasn't just the children of Israel that responded. It was anyone who heard, uh, even those who were servants amongst them, uh, and those who heard the message, put the lamb, uh, the blood of the lamb over the doorposts of your home, and the angel of death will pass over. 
And, you know, it's powerful. Why? Because we recognize that even Israel in Egypt were serving foreign gods. They were following foreign gods. And at this time of Passover, you know, I love what takes place. What do we do in this week leading up to Passover? In many homes, we take time to clean out the leaven. And as we do it in the natural, we're actually doing it to saying, Father, remove the sin from my life. I want to be pure before you. I want to recognize who you are and walk in your ways. We want to get the leaven out of our lives. And we go through this good tradition, um, you know, of just uh, cleaning the leaven. But we, it's it's more than just what's happening in the natural. You know, some people do spring cleaning. Others are getting their houses prepared for Pesach. And, you know, we're not taking everything out of the home and, and doing what Judaism does. You know, you can't have all your normal plates and it all has to be, you know, different. No, what we're doing is we're recognizing, Father, as we do this act, we're asking you, is there something in my life that needs to change? Is there something that needs to come in to order? So there, uh, at Passover in Exodus chapter 12, the children of Israel had to operate in obedience. And obedience is better than sacrifice. We have to be people who are obedient, who will walk in the promises of Yehovah. So during this Passover time, and we talked about this in the Zoom call uh, on on Sunday, we talked about uh, the importance of mikvah, and that was coming up in some of the questions that were asked. And and one of those that um, was on the call, um, you know, she just felt she had to get down to the sea and, and just go through the mikvah on a Sunday uh, evening. And you know what's so beautiful about that at this time we want to be cleansed we want to be purified and i have a message on mikvah and i encourage you go on to youtube and you can find the message on mikvah where i talk about the different types of mikvahs and the importance of the mikvah but we want to be purified and as we come to this passover we come you know we're not going to go slaughter lambs and put blood over the doorposts of our houses today because in uh, in uh, Exodus uh, sorry when we when when they came out and they were given the order follow this uh, all of your days you know remember this Leviticus chapter 23 when we see the importance of the feast and the order we do the Passover as a memorial of coming out of Egypt. And, you know, every one of us have come out of the world system. Do we belong to Yehovah? Do we recognize the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world? And we see this in the book of Revelation. We see the declaration in Revelation chapter 5. And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw the Lamb standing as though he had been slain with seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven uh, spirits of Elohim sent out into all the earth. I saw the lamb standing as though he had been slain. Hallelujah. Yeshua is the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And when you come to Yeshua, what do we do? We receive him. We receive the sacrifice that he has done for us. His blood cleanses our life and we are saved from death. We go from death to life. We walk into eternal life. Our names are written also in a book. What's that book? It's the Lamb's Book of Life. 
Hallelujah. And this is something that we've got to recognize the, the importance of who we are, that we are found in Messiah. We overcome by what? The blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. We have authority because of the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So what's our testimony? I testify today that Yeshua is dwelling within me. I am born again of the Spirit. I stand upon the promises of Yehovah, knowing that his promises are yes and amen. We celebrate the victory in who he is. We recognize the importance of what he has done. So I want you to look in the scriptures in John chapter 2. You know, the scripture where we find Yohanan saying, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. I want to read uh, from uh, verse uh, uh, verse 12 here. And it's very interesting what takes place. This is Yeshua after the wedding feast in Cana. And what did he say at Cana when his mother came before him, uh, you know, and said, you know, uh, you know, turn. You know, help the the wedding feast get this problem of no wine sorted. And Yeshua's like, woman, why do you involve me? Verse four of chapter two. My time has not yet come. My time has not yet come. Why? Because you know he. You know, and and still Mary stepped out and said, I just know this is the season. There's something about a mother. And what happens? Do whatever he tells you to do. So what does he say? Fill up the jars with water. And here comes one of the first miracles where he turns the water into wine. Hallelujah. And we see that also in one of the feasts where uh, Moses turns uh, the water into blood. And here Yeshua's turning the water into wine. He's performing his first miracle. And after all of this, and he moves uh, to um, Capernaum, we see in verse 12, after he went down to Capernaum, Capernaum, uh, with his mother and brothers and his disciples. There he stayed for a few days. It was almost time for the Pesach. And in some translations it says the Jewish Passover. That is not true. It is not the Jewish Passover. It is the feast of the Lord, the feast of Yehovah. Hallelujah. Yeshua went up to Jerusalem. In the temple courts he found men selling uh, cattle, sheep, and doves, and others sitting at table exchanging money. So he made a whip out of uh, cords, and he drove all of them from the temple area. Both sheep, cattle, scattered the coins of the money changers. He turned over their tables, and those who sold doves, he said, Get out of here! How dare you turn my father's house into a market? And let me tell you something. There's something very important that we have to understand here. You know, this this house, this house that they were saying was the house of the Lord. They were saying that this is the dwelling of the Lord. But all the actions that were going on in the house were not the actions that should have been taking place of people who were devoted to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I'm not going to read the scriptures, but for reference sake, if you go back and read in Ezekiel chapter 8, what do we see in that chapter? We see 
how there was uh, the, the temple was defiled. It was defiled with their sin, with their actions. And, you know, re- requiring the judgment of Yehovah. And even when we, we see what happened with the restoring of the temple at the time of the Maccabees and, and the sacrifices that were still taking place all the way up to Yeshua. And then what did he say? There was some very important scriptures of what he says that we're going to come to in, in John chapter 5. Uh, but I just want to read a few more verses here in John chapter 2 because it's so important what takes place here. He says, Get out of here! How dare you turn my father's house into a market? His disciples remembered that was written, The zeal for the house will consume me. Uh, This is found in Psalm 69 verse 9, um, a psalm that they would uh, sing at Pesach. Um, Then the, the Jews demanded of him, What miraculous sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all of this. What's your authority? And you know, this is this is what religious leaders want to do. Like, you're coming in here, stepping on our toes with your religion, you know, with our religion. This is our comfort. Now you're you're destroying the things that we do. You're you're interrupting my day. And this is what Yeshua does. He comes to interrupt our day and say, Listen, you can't live the way you used to live. You can't act the way you used to act. You can't say you have my name, but you do not accept me. You do not follow me. And what was the sign he said? He, this is what his response was in verse 19. Destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. And the Jews replied, it's taken 46 years to build this temple and you're going to raise it in three days? But the temple he had spoken of was his body. After he was raised from the dead, the disciples recalled what he had said. Then uh, then they believed the scripture and the the words that Yeshua had spoken. And you know... Now, while he was in Jerusalem at the Pesach feast, many people saw the miraculous signs he was doing and believed in his name. And this is what we've got to do. We've got to believe in his name. He is the name. In the name of Yeshua. In the name of Yeshua, we have victory. We have authority. So at Pesach, we have the hope that comes from Yehovah. So, you know, we look at the, the Seder plate and the things that the, the, the Jewish families will do. And listen, you will even have Messianic Jews will get together at this time. And on that plate, there was an addition that was added to their Seder plate. Now, I'm not promoting the Seder plate. I'm telling you, don't use it. Get away from religion. Stop following even Messianic Judaism. Oh, brother, don't you know what everything represents on the plate? We can see Jesus, Yeshua, and all of it. I'm saying just follow the word. Follow the word. You don't need a religious way. And what are Messianic households doing with that burnt, boiled egg on their plate? And that egg that they have in a traditional Seder plate is there to remember the destruction of the temple. It's there to recognize the temple was destroyed. And I want to encourage we, you as we look at this, they, they look at it and, and 
the realization that they don't have the sacrificial systems. They don't have the way to connect with God anymore. So, and, and you know, we also see this in Jewish weddings as well. What did they do in a Jewish wedding? You know, they take the glass into, uh, you know, a cloth or you know, a tablecloth and they stamp on the glass, you know, because they recognize there is no temple until the temple will be established again in the place of hope. But they recognize that these things have been taken away. They recognize there's, there's an incompleteness within their life. So this this egg, this burnt egg, they don't eat this egg. It's there as a representation of the destruction of the temple. And I'm here to tell you today, what did Yeshua say? He says, my body is that temple. You destroy this temple, and I'll raise it up again in three days. Why? Three days and three nights, the sign of Jonah. This is great news. And what is it with all the destruction of all the sacrificial systems? How do we atone for our sin if we don't have Yeshua? And there's something even more powerful that we take from this at the time of Pesach. We represent, or we recognize who Yeshua is. He is the cornerstone in which the builders rejected. He is also, you know, the head of the body of Messiah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. Let's just go to the book of Ephesians chapter 2. There's a couple of scriptures I want to share here that I want us to get into our spirit. Ephesians chapter 2. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for your word. He said, It says here, Consequently, verse 19, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with Elohim's people and members of Elohim's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Messiah Yeshua himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple. Hallelujah. In Yehovah, in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which Elohim lives by his Spirit. Now, these words are so encouraging to me. I love what I'm reading within this scripture. I'm recognizing I don't need to look at a, a burnt egg, an egg that is burnt on a plate, you know, to look at the destruction of the temple. We don't need to, in our wedding ceremonies, crush the glass. Why? Because we recognize that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And this takes us all the way back to the beginning. In the Garden of Eden, you know, Yehovah didn't say, well, well of course you have to build a temple for me in the garden. You know, so that this is the place where I will be with you. No, he wants to walk with you. He wants to be in relationship with you. There had to be a point of contact that was established when the tent of meeting was set up because we were an unholy people because of the fall of man from the Garden of Eden. But if you are born again, spirit-filled, washed with the blood of Yeshua, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. I've got good news. Our body is the temple of the Ruach HaKodesh. Praise the name of Yeshua. First uh, Corinthians chapter 6. Um, 
sorry, not chapter 6. Yeah, chapter 6. Um, let's just go there. First uh, Corinthians chapter 6. Oh, verse 14. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Listen, let me tell you something. This is why I don't promote Mercianic Judaism. It's an oxymoron. You can't mix your faith in Yeshua with Judaism. Oh, brother, these are our tradition. These are our roots. No, your roots are found in Messiah. Your roots are found in who Yeshua is within the Torah. So keep good traditions. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. But if your traditions compromise your stand in Messiah, then we have to deal with that. So what are you going to do? Are you going to have that burnt egg during Passover? Are you going to say, you know what? We are the body. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Our Heavenly Father dwells within us by the Spirit. Hallelujah. We are born again. We are born of the Spirit. The old is gone and behold, all things are new. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Well, I've seen many teachings when people will say, well, we can yoke together with the Jewish people because they're our brothers. But let me tell you something. The covenant with Judah was cut off when Yeshua died. And this might be a shock for some of you today to understand that at Mount Sinai, the marriage that took place between yud vav and Israel, and those who sojourned amongst them, those who were grafted in right there in the book of Exodus, uh, chapter 19 and 20, they were grafted in. They came into the covenant. They had the same promises, the same blessing. It didn't matter if you had uh, blood. Uh, you came from the bloodline. The very fact that you were grafted in meant you became as one. You had the full promises, the full blessings, as if you were of the natural seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You received the full promise. But what took place, there was a marriage that took place, and that marriage was with the Mashiach. He is the one who married the whole house of Israel. So don't be yoked together with unbelievers. You cannot follow Judaism and its practices. We stand upon the word and we recognize where Yeshua is within that word. So we ask today, Father, take the trimmings of Judaism off us. Take the trimmings of Christianity off us. You know, maybe you need to mikvah and make a declaration this year that you're never going to be involved in Easter, Eshtar, Easter again. It's an abomination before our God. The Catholics, what did they want to do? The Constantine order was take the feasts away, change their Sabbath from Shabbat to the first day of the week, Sun Worship Day. And this is how we're going to walk. It's rebellion against the commands of God. What do we see? The northern kingdom was expelled from the land of Israel because they followed Ishtar. So why would we be involved in Easter? It's not three days and three nights. You can't get three days and three nights from Friday night to Sunday morning. That's not what you're going to see. You know, yesterday was the day that Yeshua came in to Jerusalem for the preparation time. Or maybe it's today, actually. The time of preparation where for four days he will be seen. 
before uh, the people to be examined to be um, uh, perfect and uh, you know uh, the perfect lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world is today hallelujah as Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday and then uh, on Sunday okay from tonight forward so what do we see don't be yoked together with unbelievers for what do what <coughs> for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common so what is the difference between righteousness and wickedness <coughs> to be right standing or wickedness is to fall short wicked it's truth that's twisted it's this is what religion is twisted truth wickedness get religion out of your pesach this year make a choice i'm not going to celebrate easter i'm not going to follow the catholic way i'm going to follow the way of the lord god almighty hallelujah or what fellowship can light have with darkness and you know i love when we start our our pesach our passover we shut all the shutters down and we recognize the importance of going from light or from darkness to light. So we start in darkness, we light the candles, and we recognize that Yeshua is the light of the world, that we receive him as the light of the world. We we recognize that we're not fellowshipping in darkness, but we're coming into the light. What harmony is there between Messiah and Belel? You know, what harmony is there between those foreign gods, those foreign offerings, you know, we're not going to follow um, Baal. We're not going to follow Hasatan. What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? A believer in what? Oh, I'm a believer in the Torah. No, believer in Yeshua. If you don't believe in Yeshua, you are separated from God. You need to receive Yeshua as your Lord and as your Savior. What agreement is there between the temple of Elohim and idols? We cannot lift up idols before our God. There's no agreement between idols. So you can't follow Easter and think that everything's going to be okay. We're talking about that burnt egg where the Jews see it as the destruction of the temple, recognizing that the temple was destroyed. But what do we have in Christianity? We have egg hunts. And even the churches, I cannot believe that a church, a Bible-believing church, would have an egg hunt or even the painting of the eggs. Don't they know what it represents? And you can't stay in the place of your ignorance when you find out the truth. Just go online and Google it. Why do they have egg hunts? Why do they roll the eggs? Why do they paint the eggs, you know, red and the sign of blood? Go check these things out. And recognize that it is time this year to get this idol worship out, this pagan worship out of our lives and to follow the Lord thy God and serve him only. For we are the temple of the living Elohim. As Elohim has said, I will live with them and will walk among them and I will be their Elohim and they will be my people. I will be their Elohim and they will be my people. So we go back to the book of Joshua. Uh, if you go to Joshua chapter 5, I want to read a scripture here. The children of Israel, we know the golden calf, they disobeyed Elohim. There was two things they didn't do. 
after uh, the instructions were given, they didn't follow in the feast. They didn't follow the, the importance of circumcision of the people. So when, uh, when the children of Israel were coming into the land, they crossed over the Jordan miraculously, the parting of the Jordan as they walked through. And this was in high flood, the time of high flood. They crossed over and they came into the land. And what took place? It says in verse, um, uh, where are we at? Uh, I talked on this on a message on Gilgal, a really important message. If you didn't get that message, go back and listen to it. But on uh, verse 10 of Joshua chapter 5, On the evening of the 14th day of the month, while camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, the Israelites celebrated Pesach. Wow! They cel- Why were they celebrating Passover? Because they were coming to this place of realization. I have been delivered from Egypt. I have come out of Egypt. Now we're going to let the aroma of the lamb rise before our enemies. And we need to let Yeshua, the aroma of Yeshua, rise before the enemies of Elohim today. Hallelujah. We ask for the aroma of Elohim to be so strong today that Jewish people will come to the realization that there is no temple in Judaism, but there is a temple in Messiah. (laughs) Hallelujah, that we are the temple of Elohim. They had Passover for what purpose? They told their community, they told the children the importance of what? The importance of the promise that has been given to them. And here's the fighting men and the men getting ready before they're going to start dealing with uh, uh, Jericho. Okay? So what happens? They go through circumcision. (laughs) They go through Passover. This is all about the promises. It's all about the promises. And I want to encourage you at this time of Pesach, I want you to be focused on the promises of Elohim and not just on the promises of, you know, the importance of of coming out of Egypt, but recognize there is power in the name of Yeshua within your life. Like I said in the book of Revelation, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of of your testimony. This is all connected to Passover, the blood of the Lamb. This is when His blood was shed for you. So His blood came upon the mercy seat. And this is why the importance of the gospel is about the grace of God. You can do nothing for salvation, nothing. It is by His grace that you have been saved through faith in Yeshua Messiah. You were dead in your transgressions. There's nothing a dead person can do for themselves. You have to recognize that you are dead in your sin until you surrender to Yeshua. Then you are born again of the Spirit. You come alive spiritually. Then your eyes open up and you can see the word of Elohim. You can see the truth of the Scripture and it brings transformation to you so that we recognize the days in which we are living. So, as we saw in Ephesians chapter 2, and Ephesians is a powerful book because it's the place where we see the importance of the gospel being proclaimed. So, I encourage you at this time of Passover, read the book of Ephesians and see the order that is placed there, especially when it comes to being saved by grace. 
Hallelujah. As we see at the beginning of chapter 2. In chapter 1, we see the importance of the promised Holy Spirit. We see that the blessings that's been given to us are given, uh, given to us in the heavenly realm. We see the redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of Elohim's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. God wants you to know the power of Pesach. And he wants you to know that his temple is still here. I'm not looking uh, for uh, the next temple to be built in an order of Judaism in Jerusalem. That's not a sign to me, nor is it a sign to a believer. Because, you know, that's not what we're waiting for. We're waiting for a temple or uh, a, a tent of meeting to be set up that gives glory to Yeshua the Messiah. We recognize who he is. He predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Yeshua Messiah in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given us in the one he loves. That's Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6. So this Passover, as you celebrate, the Jews don't want to have lamb on the table. Why? Because there is no sacrifice. So they're going to be eating chicken. Well, when we go out to buy lamb and people see lamb, that we're buying lamb, they're thinking, why is this person having lamb? And I'll never forget my butcher saying, why, why are you having lamb when I ordered the lamb? I said, I'm having lamb because Yeshua is the lamb of Elohim. And he has paid the sacrifice. I'm not waiting for the rebuilding of a temple. I'm not waiting for the old uh, sacrificial system to come back. I recognize that Elohim prepared the perfect lamb for me. So Passover, I recognize Messiah as the lamb of Elohim who takes away the sins of the world. His name is Yeshua HaMashiach. It's Yeshua of Nazareth. He came 2,000 years ago and he is still alive. He is risen from the dead. Hallelujah. What a testimony and what a time of testimony it is. So Passover for the believer is a time of hope. It's a time of, a, of us recognizing who he is. So if you are in Messiah, and you know, you might be Hebraic, going through all the process, let me tell you something. Don't be breaking any glass during your weddings, trying to follow tradition. Follow Yeshua. Recognize who Yeshua is. That we are the temple of Elohim. So just as we said right back in the beginning, what's the focus? The temple and the Passover hope. You know, and as we go through every every one of the feasts, we've got so much to rejoice about as we see Yeshua in the feasts. It's such a blessing. And so often when I speak to our Jewish friends and those who they might not be traditional in the way that they do, but they always like to get around the feasts and have the Passover. They, they do Yom Kippur, they do uh, tabernacles. You know, they all get together. They might go one day in their sukkah. They're not going to be sleeping in their sukkah, but they might just have a meal in the sukkah just to do the right things from the position of tradition and religion. But every time they come to the feast, they come to a place of realization. Something's missing. Something's missing. 
And as we come to Passover as believers in Yeshua, we walk into the completeness of a mighty God. And if you're listening right now and you're Jewish or religious and, and you go through the feasts and you know something's missing, the answer is Yeshua of Nazareth. Nazareth. We see him on the pages of our scripture. So I want to proclaim to you it's time for the household of the body of Messiah to rise up and be who we're called to be. Be an example, be a witness, be a testimony, bring hope. And listen, this is not just a message uh, that, that we can share with the Jewish people today. This is a message you can you can share with your unbelieving neighbor, your lost neighbor. Why? People are looking for hope. And if we can bring them to a place of realization on who Yeshua is, you can bring them in to your fellowship to enjoy the blessings of Pesach. Come on, encourage people. Say it's time to be born again. It's time to receive the message of Yeshua. These feast days, unleavened bread. Get the sin out. Get the sin out of our lives. Yes, we all fail. We all fall short. You might be looking at even the failures of yesterday, the failures of today. Why does God even want to look to me? We repent of our sins. Help us in our weakness, be our strength, Father, that we may live for you. That you will do what? Establish the promises of Elohim in my life. This Passover, let's walk into this with joy, knowing that Elohim's going to establish his promises in our life. You can take on Jericho. You can take on uh, the, where the enemy is stolen from you. Your, your ultimate promise is the land of Elohim. And we ask, Father, that he will bring restoration all the way to the land of Israel. We pray for salvation over the land of Israel. This time of election, Father, we ask for salvation in the land. We ask for deliverance in the land. The sign of Jonah has come. Hallelujah. Three days and three nights from Wednesday evening to the, uh, to the end of Shabbat. Hallelujah. Three days and three nights. What a mighty God we serve. I hope you're blessed and encouraged with this message. I encourage you, share this message with others. May we be a people who get done with religion. We throw away and, uh, you know, get rid of your Seder plates. Get rid of your your Haggadahs and, uh, and your, your orders of service according to tradition. You know, I've even heard it say, well, you know, even Yeshua, he followed an order of service. Look, come on. Recognize who he might have uh, sang uh, the the psalms and went through the cycles of things that people did at Pesach. But what he didn't do is he didn't t- tell us to come back to a place of religion. You know, uh, even with the the blessings of of Ezra and the, and and the bringing in of the reading of the Torah and the scriptures and all these different things, we don't see in the pages of the Messianic writings where Yeshua tells you to do your Torah portions every week. He wants you to be alive in the Spirit. He wants you to receive by the Spirit. He wants you to be free from religion. And some of you still are getting caught in the trappings of religion. And, you know, look, there's good things you can get out of these things. But here's here's the deal. Are we truly at the place where we're operating in the voice of the Spirit, that we're the temple of the Holy 
spirit, that we are walking in his ways, that we have his indwelling, that we have the promise, the guaranteed seal, hallelujah, of the Ruach HaKodesh, a deposit within our lives, guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are Elohim's possession is fulfilled. Hallelujah to the praise of his glory. So share this message with people. If you want to give it thumbs up, if you're on uh, YouTube, uh, thumbs up. If you're on Facebook, thumbs up. I encourage you, share this message right now. Let's use this message as a foundation. How are you going to do Pesach? And maybe do something different this year. Maybe be free. Maybe you've been caught in traditions because you just thought this is what everybody does. Well, I want to encourage you, be free. Come on, let's walk in the feast the way that the scripture teaches, not in the order of religion. If you've been blessed and encouraged with this message you want to share with me, my email is in the comments uh, or the, the title above in the description. It's kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. If you're listening on podcast, please send me an email. Share with me. What's the Ruach HaKodesh doing in your life today? Share testimony with us as well, and we'll share that with our community. I encourage you to go to buildoseoffaith.com. We've got a new website. We're almost there. Hopefully, we'll have it up by the weekend. It's just taken us a bit of time to get these final factors done. Um, But if you want to give to the ministry, this is a great time, the beginning of the year, the beginning of the spring feast. What a great time to bring your first fruit offerings. And listen, we don't teach tithing the way according to the temple uh, that we see in uh, 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 the Torah and the Tanakh. What we teach is that, you know, our redemption in Yeshua, you are now part of the household of Elohim. And I encourage you to tithe and I encourage you to give offerings, but we don't come under the Levitical order of that process, but we come under a higher order. Everything that we have belongs to Elohim. And what happens if he wants your giving to be above 10%? What happens if he wants you to be giving on a higher level, uh, you know, one-time basis or even on an ongoing basis? Look at Caterpillar, the founder of Caterpillar. He said to Elohim, I want to give you 90% of all the money I make and I'll live off the 10. And, you know, this is what we say to Yeshua all I give all to you. And this is how we run as a ministry. Everything we have, Father, belongs to you. And I encourage you, let's be people who are givers to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Let's give to ministries that are making a difference. Let's sow seed into good soil. Let's be people that gather together in prayer and stand in the promises of Yehovah. So if you want to give offerings and tithes to Bulldoze of Faith, you can do that at bulldozeoffaith.com forward slash give thanks for standing with us keep sharing the message and be encouraged in Yehovah may you have a blessed Passover from our household here in Kasaria in the land of Israel to your household wherever you are watching for Hagzameach um, and we look forward to uh, broadcasting after my operation I'll be down for maybe a week if I feel good I'll, I'll broadcast if I don't uh, it'll be a week before um, I'm back and just pray for me as I'm leaving in 15 minutes to go to the hospital to have this operation to uh, deal with my my nose and to remove the bone from my broken nose and stuff to get these things sorted. So I appreciate you praying for me. 
And uh, I love and appreciate every one of you. Until next time, shalom, shalom. Hallelujah.